and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. We've been sharing with you the monthly meetings hosted by the European Network for Solidarity with Ukraine, which every month focuses on a different region of the world to discuss what solidarity activists are doing to support Ukraine in its resistance to Russian aggression and the current war. The June meeting, held on the 22nd of June, focused on solidarity with Middle Eastern countries, and the two feature pieces I'll bring you today come from Iran. We'll hear from two Iranian socialist feminists, Fatimeh Masjedi and Frida Afari. We'll start with Frida Afari, who's an Iranian-American socialist feminist activist, translator and writer. She's a public librarian in Los Angeles where she runs philosophy and politics classes for the community, including young women activists and scholars representing Black Lives Matter, Latina, queer and labour activists. Thank you, Simone and Adam and the whole ANSU group for organising this really important um, discussions. And thank you, Farid and Vael, and my heart goes out to you and all the Syrian people. I am with you. So I'm going to uh, read from some notes and I'm going to look at that screen. And so if in the meantime, you can't hear me or if you want to say something to me, please say it because I won't be looking at the chat notes. Um, So what I did was I created basically a chronological list of what has been done in terms of solidarity between Iranian progressives and and Ukraine, just so you get an idea of what has been done. Um, But, and of course, everyone knows that Iran is a key ally of Russia. It provides it with drones and missiles that are bombing Ukrainian civilians and infrastructure. And Iran is now building a drone factory near Moscow. And and Russia has been giving um, nuclear technology and arms to Iran for for decades. We all know that. So what has been done in terms of solidarity uh, or in terms of even discussion of of Ukraine uh, by Iranians and Iranian progressives? So in February of 2022, after Russia's full-scale invasion, Nasrin Sotudeh, who's an Iranian feminist human rights attorney, wrote an open letter to the Secretary General of the United Nations to condemn Russia's invasion and to declare solidarity with Ukrainians. I have a link to that that I'd be happy to share. I have links to everything that I'm going to cite. So if you want them, send me an email and I'll send you all these notes. And it was a very powerful letter of solidarity with the Ukrainians. And uh, she wrote it while she's under uh, while she was under house arrest. She's been in prison for many, many years, and she was let out on probation, and she's basically under house arrest at this point in Tehran. Um, Then in October of 2022, there was a gathering of Iranians who live in Kyiv, gathering in opposition to the Iranian regime. They were holding up the Ukrainian flag and saying that we oppose the Iranian regime and we're with Ukraine. In May of 2022, an Iranian leftist um, website, critical critique of political economy that has a lot of readers inside Iran, organized a panel discussion of um, three leftists, uh, uh, Saeed Rahnema, who is an Iranian academic in Canada, Yasmin 
Mazar, it's, it's, it's spelled M-A-T-H-E-R, who is an Iranian woman academic in Britain, and she's on the editorial board of the journal Critique in Britain. And Kamran Matin, who is a Kurdish academic and activist in Britain. And uh, basically, they talked about the nature of the uh, 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 war in Ukraine. And they, they called it Ukraine's crisis in the shadow of a Cold War. That's what they called it. And uh, Rahnama and Mezar, they argued that this is a proxy war with NATO. Mezar was a woman activist. Um, she, and she's the one who's on the editorial board of critique. She didn't even, doesn't even consider Russia an imperialist state. She says that we can't use the word imperialist for Russia. <clears throat> but Kamran Matin, who is a Kurdish um, um, uh, academic and activist and has written several books, he was gave a very strong defense of Ukraine's struggle for self-determination, said Russia is imperialist, that you know we need to be challenging this imperialist war of aggression, and um, this is you can't just dismiss this as a proxy war. Then, um, so that was a significant uh, panel discussion. Then, in November of 2022, a group of Ukrainian feminists issued a statement of solidarity with Iranian women, uh, the, with the Women Life Freedom Movement, and um, uh, that was initiated by Oksana Dutchak and uh, other feminists uh, from uh, from inside Ukraine. And uh, that was, um, I, I have the link to that if you'd like to see. There was a very powerful and moving statement of solidarity saying that they, uh, they're they with the movement. They know that the Iranian uh, people who are struggling don't support the regime, and they hope that they will support the Ukrainians. Um, then in January of 2023, Zamane, which is a Persian language radio station based in Amsterdam, with many readers inside Iran, <clears throat> invited me to do a bilingual interview with Yulia Yurchenko and Oksana Dutchek, and they called it a solidarity between Ukrainian and Iranian women against repression and war. So we had a 75-minute um, conversation, bilingual, English and Persian. We talked about the invasion and the response from Ukrainians and Ukrainian feminists, and also critique the those feminists who are dismissing this as a as an as a proxy war. We talked about the responsibilities of feminists, responsibility for solidarity with the Ukrainian struggle for self-determination, all of that. And that is all out there. People are watching it. Uh, personally, I have unfortunately I have not received a lot of emails about it. But what I've also been told is that inside Iran, one of the ways in which the regime is really cracking down is that it's making the internet very, very slow. So unless you have a lot of resources and can get the VPNs, it's very, very difficult to read online at this point or to listen to things online, but people are still attempting to do that. Okay. Then in March, uh, there was a statement of minimum demands of independent Iranian unions and civil society organizations signed by dozens of labor feminist human rights groups in Iran. It issued some very radical demands. 
for social justice, against oppression, defense of women's rights, the rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people, the rights of uh, national minorities. It was the most radical statement that has come out of Iran by grassroots forces that I have seen ever in Iranian history. It was a tremendous, important statement. Now, it did not mention Iran's intervention in Syria or Ukraine. It ended by calling for, quote, normalization of international relations at the highest level with all countries on the basis of justice, mutual respect, the prohibition of access to nuclear weapons, and the promotion of the effort to create world peace. So that's what they said. And I wish they had mentioned Syria and Ukraine, and you would expect with such a radical statement they would, but they, they didn't mention Ukraine and state, uh, Syria by name. And then finally, um, in terms of protest activities abroad, um, Fatima is going to talk about activities in Europe. In the US, there have been many uh, instances in which there have been protests by Ukrainians in solidarity with the Ukrainian struggle for self-determination and, and Iranians have participated. But I'm very sorry to say that the majority of the Iranian participation has been by those who um, are holding up flags of the former king, uh, Reza Pahlavi, or the Mujahideen, which is the military called back by the US so um, unfortunately, um, um, I, 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 have to, I have to warn you about them. They are not progressive. Um, even though the Reza Pahlavi, the monarchist uh, supporters, they, they tried an alliance with some of the other forces which called call, call themselves progressives. Um, but that alliance has, uh, has broken up at this point because the Reza Pahlavi forces are so authoritarian that even the ones who were selling out couldn't tolerate them. Um, there have been some actions of solidarity between Iranians and Ukrainians in Canada, including a protest in front of the Russian embassy in November 2022. And uh, so, so to sum up, I would say within the Iranian left, which is small, unfortunately, the campus view on Russia's invasion of Ukraine is still strong, but the Iranian left is very small. The broader progressive forces in Iran and the ordinary public in Iran are completely on the side of Ukrainians. They have a great deal of sympathy for Ukrainians and they have hatred for Russia. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. On today's show, we're broadcasting parts of the June meeting hosted by the European Network for Solidarity with Ukraine, looking at Middle Eastern solidarity. Next up is Iranian socialist feminist Fatima Mazjedi. Thank you so much for inviting me, but I, I'll be very brief because... Um, uh, I think Frida said the mo uh, most of the things had to say, so I would uh, be uh, happy to uh, respond question in the Q answer uh, session. So, but uh, in terms of uh, just briefly talking about discussing the activities, 
diaspora leftists and progressive group uh, uh, basically in Europe. And um, it's been uh, um, most of the, the young, especially we have a, a phenomenal young generation uh, like uh, Europe, uh, born in Europe and grew up in Europe, but they uh, uh, they are very at the moment. Uh, this young group in uh, different uh, part of the Europe are very active on the current uh, Iranian uh, women revolution uh, since last September. So and uh, basically they um, they holding event uh, every uh, every month uh, more or less, and uh, they are uh, in. Um, England, Germany, France, Belgium, Ireland, Austria, um, 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 and Netherlands, and they um, basically um, uh, in every event they uh, hold, they uh, uh, show their solidarity with uh, Ukraine uh, resistance. Um, I would like also to uh, draw your attention to uh, this prominent. Uh, Human rights lawyer Payam Akhaban. He's he's a very prominent uh, faculty and human rights uh, lawyer and activist uh, from Toronto University of Toronto. He's been in in uh, among the uh, Ukrainian resistance in different cities of Ukraine since the beginning of the war, and uh, you can see his he speaks to. Uh, media on any conference that uh, basically takes place on the issue of the Ukraine war. And um, another important thing is that um, usually the Iranian opposition group and the diaspora, uh, and usually uh, um, when they speak on the media uh, platform on the uh, for uh, the current revolution, and they bring up the uh, issue of uh, Ukraine. It's usually the, on the platform of Club, Clubhouse uh, that I'm very active there. Uh, so, uh, and it's like night and day. Um, Twitter, Instagram, TV channels uh, that are based in London, uh, Prague, and Washington DC. These are, uh, and why is important that I bring up this because. Uh, when Ukraine war happened, uh, it acknowledged by the progressive Iranian immediately in comparison with the war that happened in, um, in in Syria, because the war in Syria, when it happened, it didn't come to really media's attention in, uh, in Persian uh, immediately. And that's why it's important to um, to bring it up. I'm also a, a member of this uh, right to resistance group that Mary, uh, she's also in this group uh, in in uh, this uh, um, event today. Uh, we are also uh, working on the Ukraine in solidarity with, with Ukraine. We do uh, a lot of activities and uh, also I am uh, writing uh, uh, for collaborating with this um Turkish working uh, workers party in Istanbul uh, one of the members is going to speak today and I write about uh, uh, basically I update the current revolution in Iran about happening to women um in Iran to uh, to girls uh, uh, 
uh, activities in different cities of Iran. Uh, uh, on I and I publish it on their website. Um, so I would stop here uh, and um, I would be happy to answer questions. Following all the presentations, the meeting went into question time and a number of questions were directed to the Iranian women comrades. Here's Fatima Masjedi responding. A few questions raised on the case of uh, uh, Iran-Russia. Um, war, uh, if Iran-Russia can be uh, um, alliance, can be dangerous for Middle East. Of course, I mean it's already been. I think if you think if you go back in 2011, since 2011 Syrian revolution up to now. Uh, the Iranian regime and uh, the, uh, the Iranian regime and the Russian uh, both had uh, basically um, a presence, a military presence in the uh, in this country, and 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 we know how they destroyed. I mean, they have their own. Even each country, Russia and Iranian, they they have their own uh, uh, prison within uh, uh, Syrian land. So they have their own agenda, uh, and uh, Iran is uh, in is very active in terms of uh, intelligence uh, surveillance of the Syrian revolutionaries, all that. And um, the question of the um, on the question of um, um, Basically, the Islamist fundamentalists that uh, one of the Syrian uh, comrades referred to, um, what is it, um, to this uh, very fundamental uh, radical Islamist group in Syria. Everybody knows that this is the Iranian propaganda saying that, uh, and, and, and no, really, I mean, since the uh, Gina's revolution uh, last September, Nobody really buy the argument that the Iranian state went to Syria to uh, shut down the this Islamist fundamentalist. What is called Al Qaeda? ISIS. ISIS. Sorry, <clears throat> ISIS. Nobody. Uh, I mean, this is only the Iranian state propaganda, and um, even those who believe this before the Iranian woman revolution now. They don't believe it anymore. I mean, this uh, argument do not uh, really uh, buy by by the Iranian uh, um, revolutionaries anymore. And uh, on the um, Saudi relation, I believe that um, I believe that it takes uh, time for both state to uh, basically uh, uh, trust because there is no trust, you know, the Iranian state in uh, many events uh, basically um, attacked the, the Saudi embassy. Uh, they did a lot. So it takes time to uh, for both uh, to uh, trust. But of course, this is this would be this alliance would be a disaster uh, for the region. But also at the same time, we have to consider this that both sides this we have also a Saudi civic movement 
We have uh, women rights uh, activists in Saudi Arabia, human rights activists in Saudi Arabia, and uh, always the Iranian um, uh, progressive shown uh, their solidarity and they monitor what is going on inside country. So uh, Frida, if you'd like to add uh, anything, please. Yes, I, I agree that with Fatima that this uh, propaganda that uh, Russia and Iran were in Syria to get rid of ISIS. That's been quite um, um, uh, discredited in Iran, especially with the Women Life Freedom Movement. Then there's a lot more support among Iranians for Syrians and opposition to Iran's intervention in Syria. And I, I'm so moved by all that I've heard at this meeting today. And uh, I see so much possibility for following through by us um in you know in terms of solidarity work with each other um but i, I wanted to say that what uh, dennis said about uh, how you know we're seeing a realignment in the middle east of the authoritarian powers and doesn't that mean that we the forces of progressive forces we need a realignment i totally agree with that and i think that begins with understanding what went wrong with the arab spring and why what were the the problems within the Syrian revolution itself that allowed it to be um, so badly uh, crushed uh, are not denying that the revolutionary, there are some revolutionary forces that are still alive and fighting absolutely, and I'm with, with you. Um, so that's, I think we need, in order for us to have the kind of realignment that Dennis is talking about, we really need a, a global approach and understanding of what is distinct about the capitalist authoritarianism and multipolar imperialism that we're facing right now and all the other features that it has like mass incarceration the the ba uh, the backward slide on uh, or the reaction to any type of gender progress that we've seen the assault on the mind the disinformation um other other issues i've i've discussed this in my book socialist feminism and new approach and i also have a special section on Syria and what went wrong with uh, Arab Spring and with the well, uh, Occupy Wall Street movement, why they couldn't come together, why we couldn't have a global revolutionary movement at that point, and what we can learn from that for now. So thank you all. That was the public international meeting held in June by the European Network for Solidarity with Ukraine. Looking at Middle Eastern solidarity with two Iranian socialist feminists, Fatima Mazjedi and Frida Afari. And that's all we've got time for on today's program. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally by the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kunjeri. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.